Welcome back to episode 134 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we react to updates on the FTX debacle. Next, Iman and I talk about three companies that are worse than FTX. Then, we look at how the SEC is cracking down on crypto. And finally, what will America look like when crypto dominates the rest of the world? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 134 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, I-Man. What's going on, dude? Of course, we got on the sticks. We got TJ. Thank you for joining. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. So we're going to dogpile on to this negative sentiment for yeah, today. The holidays are over. Well, not really. Thanksgiving's over, so time to get gloom again. Yeah. <laughs> so if you watch our last podcast, we uh, we were together for about an hour and a half, and we were just talking about pretty much whatever the fuck. Anything. We were trying to have fun. Yeah. Trying to distract from the, the doom and gloom for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, we and had, we had our, our self-promise, right? We were going to come back to We're not going to pile on any more negativity. Yeah. We're about to pile on some negativity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like talk about some worst-case scenarios. There have a, a non-zero chance of happening. Yeah, I guess we always speculate on these types of things, right? Yeah. Because it's like, hey, is, is the thing that FTX did the worst that could potentially happen in these markets? Some people say yes, but others say Hell no, not no. a shot. There's like way worse shit looming out there. There definitely is. Uh, yeah, so we've we're, we've been speculating on that right for a little while now. Actually, yeah. we always speculate on these types of things, but not really this deep. I guess now we have a catalyst to go even deeper and like really investigate a little further. Yeah, what could potentially happen to really wreck the fuck out of this whole yeah. thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it has implications across the board, right? I mean, we're, we're actively building a project in the Web3 space. Yeah. We know tons of other people doing that. Uh, I mean, that is the nature of this podcast, right? Is deep diving. We've been doing that for years now. For sure. Yeah. Investigating like the innovations and all that stuff. So. Yeah. And it comes from, a, I guess, a unique perspective because we are actively building. Yes. We get to kind of see hands on on like what it's like to build a crypto project. And yeah. There's a lot that goes into it, you know. There's a lot of stuff in, like, in the background, like, in <laughs> design schemes. Like, we can't be a security. We can't be this. And you know what's we can't yeah. violate that law. And, and it's interesting not to, like, toot our own horns or anything, just because we, we actually think of these things while we're That's true. designing and constructing our, our projects. Yeah, outside of, like, any pressures. We just, like, yeah. don't want to sell securities because <laughs> of all this mess. Yeah, we kind of have like, I don't know, like a spidey sense is like, dude, at some point there's going to be like a lot more scrutiny in yeah. this space because we know it's definitely like a wild, wild west type environment. It's yeah. always been that way. Yeah. Little slaps here and there from the SEC and stuff, but nothing too crushing unless you commit some serious yeah. act of obvious <laughs> malicious fraud. Yeah. Then you're, you're going down. Yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. So that's definitely not us. And anytime. But you know what? It, Projects have gone down on their own, like, merit, mm -hmm. right? Like, for example, FTX. SEC didn't take down no, FTX. No, no, It was CZ in his street. They just got caught, basically. They got caught, There's, yeah. They're highly likely, if they if CZ didn't do what he did, they would have continued on and probably outlived this bear cycle and resurged during the bull as, like, you know, literally giving a Coinbase a run for their money. Yeah. Potentially, maybe even putting them out of business. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because they were... They were 
I mean, committing so much fraud that they were yeah. like just buying up stadiums and buying <laughs> up pro failing projects like BlockFi and dude. Celsius. There's no Coinbase stadium out there, is there? No, there isn't. <laughs> so they were kind of like winning on the marketing front. Yeah. Getting their name yeah. and brand in the public zeitgeist, you know? They were. So extrapolate that five, 10 years down the line. There's a, there's a prob possibility, you know, they could have got away with tremendous fraud which kind of like makes you scratch your head a little bit and think you know who else is out there what yeah. other ginormous corporate entity is committing <laughs> frauds on this level or greater than it's got to be like a pretty decent chunk yeah and right? uh for those of you listening and watching well we've discovered a couple of potential nuggets that could be bigger than ftx well i don't know if we've discovery isn't the right word we've identified yeah right yeah Some potential candidates candidates there you go because discovery implies we found like smoking guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We're not out there like BitBoy. Yeah. <laughs> camping <laughs> like uh, headquarters in their bushes and stuff like that, trying to find like, you yeah. know, shots. Yeah, yeah. Incriminating shots. But nonetheless, dude. So what do you think? What, what could be that? What are these things you're talking about? Well, there's a lot. I mean, um, so while you guys were sick for the last yeah, like true. two weeks, you, I mean, the entire this, crypto yeah. collapse occurred while you guys were sick. <laughs> Literally like AFK. Yeah. You're like, dude, is everything all right over there? It's like, it's like I'll, I'll tell you, it's like, is everything okay with you? This yeah. is like, <laughs> you're over there actually like watching the collapse happen in yeah, real time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and on top of the collapse, I mean, even before the whole FTX thing, we had a court ruling on the library token. Yeah. That uh, apparently makes the library token a security. Yeah. And it's so much a security that even its utility functions don't count as uh as a, a utility token. Well, that's the takeaway from this. Yeah. Because they tried to use that as a defense. Yeah, they did. And they, they lost. Well, not just them. That's a, from my understanding, that's like the uh prevalent ethos. Yeah. If you just create a utility token, therefore you're not, not liable no security, to any yeah. sort of scrutiny. That's and that's wrong. <laughs> Apparently, according to the jury, the courts and the SEC. That's huge. Yeah. I don't know why this isn't like headline. Maybe it was for, like you said, I think, for, I think for it a was. minute and then the FTX thing happened. That's right. Totally overshadowed this. This It, it almost feels like a, what's the word? Like a coordinated, huh. like, uh, you know, like whenever like the United States passed like it's all like, these like secure um, privacy laws. Yeah. It's, um, I want to say, I don't want to say false flag. That's what I wanted to say too. That's not it. It's a... Uh, some sort of cover-up event, right? Like yeah. they, they they have a, an intention to like pass some sort of obvious. Yeah, uh, but I don't think the government would want to cover this up. They would want to like propagate. They want to push it up. It was like, look what we did. Yeah. And, I, well, I, there's no way FTX was like a cover-up. I'm just saying it yeah. feels like that. It yeah. was because there's been precedents, right, where the United States usually pushes like these weird things, or they like you know. I was like, look at this new shiny thing. <laughs> yeah. While yeah. some of the other events happening, they'll just bomb the fuck out of some island <laughs> yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> just completely eradicate like a whole village yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody saw that right because everyone else is paying attention to this other thing we yeah uh, i was like uh yeah. ben affleck gets a divorce or some shit or like whenever uh will smith slapped chris rock yeah. all of a sudden everyone forgot about russia and ukraine it's like chris <laughs> it's like chris you're gonna get slapped <laughs> exactly like, you need to get slapped because that way we're gonna bomb the shit out of an island yeah we're gonna funnel billions of dollars to ukraine to like you know have some proxy war we yeah. need we need people not to pay attention to this yeah, yeah you know yeah. can you please slap this motherfucker yeah <laughs> it's like we'll do government yeah it's like you know some illuminati type shit yeah right at least it feels that way i mean <laughs> it, it does it would seem 
unlikely for it to be that way actually yeah. just because there's so many so Occam's many razor right yeah it's like the most easy to explain is likely the yeah the most uh the truest probable thing, thing. Yeah, yeah there you go yeah so i don't think that's what's happening here it's just a coincidence but still it doesn't overwrite the fact that to me this is a huge potential thing that everybody's gonna kind of like look back at is like dude this was a huge precedent set it right? is because uh, according to this ruling, pretty much everything except Bitcoin is now a security. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, if you use the guidelines of this precedence, that hasn't been like publicly it has. said. It, it absolutely has been said by the SEC by library. Okay, like in like a in like a uh, in a wide sweeping implications. At because we lost, this implies Ethereum oh, and yeah. everything else is a security. The so library said that. Yes. Say, like, wake up, guys! We're getting fucked over here. Yeah. Basically. Shit, dude. Well, yeah. that's that. It's true. Because, yeah. like I said, the ethos I've always understood is like you know I don't know where this came from, <laughs> who propagated this idea. As long as you you know spin up a token that has some sort of utility within the ecosystem, like dude, you're fine. You yeah. know, even if people are over here, you know, passively staking it or locking it up, doing whatever you want with it, and you know, not having to contribute any other like uh, whether laborious contribution or financial mm. additions on top of that like you will generate some sort of yield from it yeah so you're fine as long as you're supporting the the network it's not a utility i mean this is not a security it's not a security yeah. however it's not the case not the case anymore according to <laughs> this so i want to read a section here it says that some purchasers may have so key takeaways that some purchasers may have consumptive intent in buying tokens does not mean a token is not security, particularly where issuers own words suggest investors should consider buying such tokens specifically because of the potential for a return on their investment. Mm. Yeah. See, <clears throat> so as a result, issue issuers should therefore carefully consider how they describe yeah. their network and the tokens that support them. So, okay. This, well, see, yeah. This is implying that library had said at some some sort of publication, yeah. article, whatever through their marketing materials because the, they had like a public sale, right? Right. They did. It was an ICO. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you're selling a token and you are part of that sale, you're describing the token as like an investment utility, investment tool. Obviously, right there is a security. And so no matter how much utility you add to your security token, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder how direct you have to be in the uh, in those wordings as far as what what is it that either implies that it's an investment vehicle or not. Yeah. Right? Are they directly just saying, hey, because there, there has been examples of that. I think even Ripple itself, which is another huge impending case, right? I think during, I don't know, I don't think they had an ICO because it was spun up before i think even icos were a thing yeah but at some point during their lifespan they did some sort of marketing initiatives and they were out there basically publicly stating you know buying ripple is a good financial you know decision yeah. investment there's a good future outlook for the potential for it to increase in value yeah that has been recorded in log and i'm pretty sure presented hmm. <laughs> during this court case and even though for whatever reason everybody thinks ripples has got like a home run case yeah for some reason i don't I don't sh based on this yeah they're fucked well not only <laughs> based that on this outcome not only based on this but their own like court documents for ripple case yeah like it's clearly a security but 
Some people obviously just uh, they don't uh, they have an opposite opinion that we that we do about it. Yeah, I guess it could, it could potentially be like a I don't know a, a media thing where there's an obvious bias. You know, it uh, could be. I don't know, but the point is we don't know either. We're not the ones deciding these cases. It just yeah, and and it's likely going to be settled, which doesn't provide any clarity on the situation at all. Yeah, to uh, to people like us founders right who yeah people who want to design token systems ecosystems whatever you know decentralized everybody recognizes if you're trying to build anything in the web3 space that has a, a, a even a shot at being decentralized in the future token incentives are a massive component to that yeah that's right you need these things in order to galvanize you know interest from a community who are willing to support the the networking ecosystem right that's what all what library said when they lost their token, mm -hmm. it's like they have a service here, a decentralized like file storage service, I guess, to where you can create things like a YouTube like product or anything else that isn't, you know, operated by a centralized body. So yeah. th these tokens play essential roles in that. So, I mean, that, but that's not what the SEC is saying they have a problem with, right? It's like whenever you market these things, yeah, <laughs> just please don't, don't, I, I don't know how you could do it. Just don't, don't, because I just said it. Like incentive, like what is the incentive to participate, right? It's some sort of value gain. Yeah, but right? uh, but the incentive to participate in the context of what we're doing or is any, is the yeah. activity that you're performing in order to create generate some value for yourself. But yeah, what value? In the form of a token, right? In the form of a token. Yeah. So it's different than give me your money and I'll give you a token. But that's the thing. If it was a set value, like as if like you perform a task, you're gonna receive, I don't know, yeah, ten bucks. And it's that ten bucks you earned, it's always gonna or be. Or it 10 could bucks. be ten tokens. That ten tokens could be a thousand dollars or fifty cents. Yeah. Uh, I, that's where I think it gets squirrely from the SEC's perspective, I guess. Really? I think a so. Variable value? I don't Potentially. Because I, you're you're oh, I guess you are giving them value that that's you're giving them the perception of like a future gain i guess like even if you're participating you know it's like fuck you know there's potential here you're yeah but you're doing work as a as a yeah as a okay, return may, maybe okay it's not the participants the sec is worried about it's the it's investors the, the purchasing the people who buy these tokens yes. only to speculate yeah yeah because if people want to let's say waste their time on doing mm -hmm. something stupid or ridiculous or something valuable and they get a token for it. I mean, that should be up to the person. Yeah, that's fine. Like, there's that obviously passes the Howie or fails, fails. the Howie test, right? Because, but if yeah. somebody says, "I'll give you ten dollars, you give me tokens," then then that you don't have that's, to do shit beyond that point, right? Correct. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah, because you're giving the ten dollars because you're expecting a return. Because within the same, because if you're trying to market an ecosystem, it's like okay, you're not trying. I mean, obviously, you're trying. Your demographic marketing wise yeah. is the investor community right because you need them sure to create a market value for your own token right yeah. it's not just the participants you have to have outside stakers come yes. in and be a part that is another way of participation yeah so you kind of have to like mix these different like narratives in this marketing approach like you know you want participants right you so see you could you could target participants sure. without sounding like that yeah but this implies that you were you are needing capital to start a business and so you are selling tokens for that capital so that you can hire people to create the product that you're trying to create mm -hmm. but there's there's another there's a different side of you of use case for a cryptocurrency is 
you create an ecosystem of work, mm -hmm. do the work, and you get compensated in this token. Yeah. I feel like that's materially different than give me money and I'll give you a token. It is. Absolutely. Right? What, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is you're, you're addressing both of those actors of an ecosystem, the people you want to yeah. contribute work and time value, yeah. human value, and in return, you're compensating them with ecosystem value. Yeah, right? but, but the distinction that I'm trying to make is that with <laughs> this sweeping loss to the SEC, yeah. which implies that every token is a security, yeah. I just laid out a scenario where this token is not a security. Which one? The one where <laughs> you create an ecosystem of work uh -huh. and then you compensate the the actual worker for that that effort. Well, that's kind of like is library had the same thing going for it, didn't it? Like you're contributing to the ecosystem they, by, by uploading sold, content. But they sold they sold tokens. I yeah, I know. That's the difference. But that's not what they're saying. They're not mad. I think that is that's probably like the the umbrella solution to this. If we all just stopped taking people's money for like for issuing tokens, tokens yeah. the SEC would have a much like more laxed position on yeah. everything, right? Because yeah. that's like step one to the whole Howie process, right? Yeah. Exactly. But that's not what they're, that's not the takeaway from this. They're not mad that they sold stuff. They're mad that they convinced people that the stuff that sure. they sold was going to eventually yeah. become more valuable. Yeah, that's right. Because that's another part of the Howie process process yeah. right you yeah don't have you're to assuming <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a return <laughs> and on a this common investment. enterprise or whatever yeah. the fuck yeah yeah, yeah yeah so library so i mean obviously there's tons of gray areas even in like howie's definition yeah clearly howie shit is like it, we need a new howie <laughs> yeah let's call it fucking i don't know whatever the name of uh uh ripple yeah what's his name yeah <laughs> i don't know we need a new like a uh, benchmark case for the Web three space because there's more more variables to it. See, but that's the know? thing is there won't be a benchmark case until somebody defeats the Howie test and comes up with a better yeah test. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, we have these Howie esque <laughs> derivatives or no, these Howie esque like principles. Yeah, but there's these other derivative yes. contributing factors that need to be accounted for That's in order right. for like sustainability to be achieved. And therefore this is not a security. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but good luck making that case because apparently like the SEC only has like two dudes or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have an article here that Which shocked the hell out of me. It's like how understaffed I'm not advocating for more <laughs> SEC personnel. I'm just I was shocked that this is a so how yeah. understaffed they are, yeah. I saw this uh, earlier. SEC nearly double size of enforcements of crypto assets and cyber unit. Yeah, when you said that, I was envisioning hundreds or thousands of people were added on. Yeah, right? yeah. And you're like, nah, dude, it was like 10 guys. Yes. <laughs> the newly renamed crypto assets and cyber unit in the division of enforcement will grow to 50 dedicated positions. Wow. Grow to 50, right? Yeah. It's, it's 20 new <laughs> positions from their original 30. So this makes sense why things move so slow. Yeah. Especially like in crypto regulation. Everyone's been like. Yeah. And then the marketing teams of all these crypto companies, they spin up these new terms like, oh my God, you know, yes. everything. Not just new terms, just like new functions, new use cases for, for yeah. crypto and Web3, new whole new things. Like every quarter, there's a new thing. Yeah. How the fuck are we expecting like some uh, unit this small to keep up? They yeah. cannot. So. So yeah, we were we were contemplating. It's like, what what is the SEC strategy here? Is yeah. is to potentially just go after the ones that are clearly violating, <laughs> the biggest ones that are clearly violating, 
so that it spreads fear mm. to investors, to people or projects contributing to the ecosystem to not either sell tokens. Um, investors won't invest in ambiguous projects. Yeah, that could know? potentially hit these, ping these. Uh... And with this one case, all of a sudden, the crypto industry changes. Yeah. Just because uh, just, there's no investors or people or projects are not designing tokens yeah. in the in the in the same That's way. That's their only potential strategy cuz with the personnel at this size, you can't regulate, you know, every single company. Yeah, I mean the crypto industry it's so rapid and it's so it's vast. It's becoming more and more accessible. Yeah. Like as smart contracts become templated and Yep. You know, the the minting methods, the emission methods and all the different like rules and parameters of building decentralized ecosystems become almost ubiquitous as like at some point the internet is like a ubiquitous process like anybody could spin up a website yeah that's true but at some point web3 and blockchain and the metaverse all this stuff will become that ubiquitous right so i was like ha good luck 50 lads yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) trying to regulate all that yeah so the strategy makes sense like let's go after these landmark cases i guess i mean library is like not even that big it's not that big i don't know why they went after library i don't either they must have like said something really egregious. Like probably, it's like buy now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hot fire sell. Invest, <laughs> invest in library. Yeah, it had to be that. Like it's <clears throat> obvious. Yeah, know? I think so. Otherwise, yeah, why go after them? Yeah, because they're not the biggest. So yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's why that kind of got swept under the rug. But I, yeah, yeah, potentially. But also, I think for the SEC to go after library, they knew they had a, a slam dunk case. And even the utility argument failed. Big time. Yeah. That's, Imagine that's a they big took, deal. They took the Ethereum. I mean, dude, the Ethereum Foundation, there, there's been some public scrutiny from the SEC, right? Yeah, About like uh, the whole staking mechanics. Now, due to ETH 2.0, the eyeballs are on them. Yeah. Right? Now it's, it's... They're more centralized, and that centralization happens to reside in the United States. There's that. Because of Coinbase having yeah. so many Ethereum yeah. being you know part of the network but if you look at the definitions of the utility of the library token and the utility of the ethereum token they're very similar right it's it's the unit of measurement of activity within the ecosystem right if you get to do anything like set up an account for library or set up a channel yeah you got to spend the the what is it the lbc LBC? token lbc token to do that it's basically a gas it's a transactional record gatekeeper like without the token no processing. Yeah. Sounds very similar to the Ethereum token. Without yeah. ETH, you can't do shit on the Ethereum network. Yeah, here that it is. That is the utility of the token. LBC was used to publish content, create channels, tip content creators, and boost content. Users obtained LBC by mining, earning rewards for certain activities <laughs> on the library network, or or purchasing the token on the secondary market. Yeah, so this is why this is so potentially damaging. That's literally every token on the planet. It is. You know. Well... Mining or validating, staking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. I mean, it's, that's how you obtain most tokens. It's every token on the planet except Bitcoin and like, you know, a few others like Monero. I wonder if the act of gaming is different than mining or staking. Cause I mean, that's a very, or like, that's a task and a it half. Is, it is. To, to game, to earn tokens. It's, it's an effort. It's work. It's a ton of work. Yeah. So we haven't seen any like real scrutiny yet. Yeah. I don't for, know. I don't, for play to earn. I don't think we're, yeah, I don't think that qualifies because it's, you're trading time for money. Yeah. That's that's what in the entire basis of society is. Yeah. You give me time, I pay you for your time, and that's it. 
Agreed. We're not all securities, are we? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to regulate humanity? Yeah, right. I mean, that, if, if it gets down to that, that's what it sounds like. Right? So, <laughs> but So I'm, I'm not too worried about the play-to-earn stuff, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah, but that's, that's interesting how maybe that's going to be the gamification of crypto is how they, a lot of projects get around <laughs> regulation. It sh- I think so. Maybe. It should be. You know, we've we've advocated for this as far as like a metaverse use case, like uh, for sure, a lot more metaverse uh, activity contribution. I guess is some from, sort of like uh, from an ecosystem perspective. No, from right? all projects, all yeah. of a sudden, all projects are in the metaverse because there's some sort of uh, <laughs> effort that's needed in order to earn the token or whatever. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have our own thoughts and opinions on that, but I, I don't think we can go into it yet. Like, uh, yeah. On the um, fuck, man. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just goes along with like, um, you know, if let's let's assume the metaverse is going to be a trillion dollar industry, it's going to be comparable to today's crypto, and all crypto projects need to exist somehow on the on the metaverse layer, mm-hmm. kind of like all companies and projects need to exist on the social media layer yes right if you're if your company's not on social media you largely don't exist so do you think of like just man so there's definitely a lot to think about from from that perspective but nonetheless i mean so we have library yeah now we're just trying to think of potential like uh workarounds yeah how to leverage the metaverse for that because i mean because the definitions of work are i guess so so broad it is broad but we're speculating on what how the the crypto industry is going to pivot, assuming this has a yeah. wide reaching. So this yeah, this is it. This is something yeah. like if if it if it hits the fan and it goes nuclear, uh, everything we're speculating on becomes true. Yeah, and like this does become a landmark case that for some reason everybody is just kind of this overlooking this, at the moment. This becomes a new Howey test and and how to generate tokens. Yeah, like this this is going to be bigger. Way bigger than what happened with FTX and SBF and all yeah, that stuff. That's right. I mean, if you're talking about a uh, systemic um you know like a systemic event yeah. <laughs> that affects everything has rippling effects like uh FTX did. Yeah. This this is literally like the whole system. <laughs> this would be it. Yeah. <laughs> there is no web 3. I mean this. I mean technically we're already there. It's just, it, it's not permeating across like the zeitgeist of the crypto industry yet. Yeah, I know. Because, because if library lost, bec- even though that they're, they have a utility token, that means every single I, other yeah. token is a security. I know. And and what that means is yeah. now exchanges like Coinbase and well, maybe not Binance, but Coinbase has to mm. only list tokens that have been registered with the SEC. And gone through whatever process, I guess, to... It's going to be Bitcoin and nothing else. Basically become like a public entity. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means, whatever definition of that looks like. So we're talking multi-year process to figure out most likely. Yeah. And filing for the SEC, it takes a ton of money and a ton of time. Yeah. Which something, already, something that projects don't have. That are just like spinning up tokens on Uniswap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to weed out basically much of the uh the things that make web3 so you know awesome and that means every project that's not following these regulatory guidelines they're going to be anonymous founders and there's still going to be speculation run amok 
Yeah, let's also, yeah, let's consider this too. This doesn't necessarily mean if this happens, SHTF scenario, like it's the end of crypto yeah. web three, right? That just means it becomes trickier for whatever entity the SEC has their hands on or whatever countries. Yeah. There's definitely a list out there. If you're citizens of those countries, you're going to have a much more difficult time to participate in the Web3, the true Web3 yeah. that isn't gatekept by uh, the SEC, right? But it doesn't yeah. mean it's not going to exist. There's still going to be corners of the world. It's like kind of the beauty of Web3, right? Anybody yeah. can participate and build and build protocols of value, right? That yeah. has far-reaching access to not just United States regulated parts of the planet. That's the whole point. Web3 is intended and designed for those specific people. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. You know, the, the unbanked, the overlooked, yeah. <laughs> the, the parts of the world that the government has no interest in regulating. Yeah. Like their, their citizens' activities, right? But I feel like, uh, although I, I agree, I, I think even though, let's say crypto, like your, your stance in crypto is it has uh, more implications of value for the mm -hmm. disenfranchised. I, yeah. I feel like there's still a ton of money to be made from the United States perspective where they need to figure <coughs> out a way to participate or uh, enable projects to exist within the United States, crypto projects specifically. I don't think today that's true, but from a technology standpoint, it would be very imprudent, right? For them to just exclude themselves from this race. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like an analogy. It's like, um, it's like, uh, you I mean, know, they're, if they're, the Manhattan Project happened outside of the United States uh -huh. and they're like, oh, you know, nuclear weapons is too dangerous for the planet. We're not going to participate. That said the United States. All of a sudden, all the other countries come up with uh, nuclear bombs. United States, <laughs> they're left out. And then all of yeah. a sudden, they're the losers. But the United States has a clear, like, value uh, gain from a technology like that, right? That's to remain in their position of power. Yeah, but isn't isn't crypto that a nuclear bomb? No, I don't bomb? think so. Not, <laughs> at some point, it probably to the United States, it will be. It'll feel like that, <laughs> in my opinion. It'll feel hence, like a nuke went off if hence, they. Hence, they need to develop the technology, right? I don't know. My point is, I don't know. I think right now, the United States, the government, they think of crypto and Web three is like, how much revenue can we actually intake from what's happening here? And a lot of what's being built, and a lot of what attracts people to Web three is. Like degen stuff? Well, it's stuff that the United States citizens mostly aren't participating in unless it's just like retail speculation on Dogecoin. It's mm. about it. Mm. When you're talking about who's participating in these actual Web3 economies, they're not yeah, Americans. But they're not Westerners. For you know? now, though. Well, that's my point. That's why it's like, dude, this isn't even like generating any like real substantial like tax revenue for us. Like if we're, if we're building like ginormous ecosystems where half of the U.S. population all of a sudden becomes part of the Web3 like labor market. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I want that. That's a lot of tax yeah, revenue. But, but that's like saying, you know, in the early days of the internet, oh, we shouldn't pay attention to the internet because well, yeah. it, it's not bringing in an, enough revenue for us to consider doing anything with it. Well, I mean, I don't think there was as much regulatory concern for the early there days wasn't. of the internet. There wasn't, but yeah. we're talking about technologies here. So yeah. I, I feel like the internet was a technology that uh, that changed everything. I feel like crypto is the same thing. It is absolutely, but it changes everything for the worse for the for America, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I it see. destabilizes a lot of what they have, you know. As but but that that destabilization power that crypto has isn't that something that the United States needs to you know like keep hedge, their hands hedge, on hedge against? Yeah, 
I would advocate for that if I was part of the United States. Like that's council. what I'm saying. I feel like the council of crypto about this. people. I feel like they're thinking about this. I mean, there's congressmen who who are yeah. advocating for crypto. Of course, but after events like this, it's very easy to like co-opt the narrative and convince other politicians. Like, this is something that needs to be almost shut down, right? That's actually like the, there's a White House. That's like the the verbiage coming from the White House right now. It's like, dude, this is what happened to FTX is a perfect example of like why crypto is this potential thing that could hurt a lot of our citizens, right? Like that's what they think after FTX. They don't, they don't understand what either. They don't understand Web3 or they just don't agree with it so much to the point where they, they don't identify the fact that what happened to FTX is exactly like a, a, a proof of concept of why Web3 needs to exist in the first place. Yeah. We shouldn't have to trust <laughs> These centralized right. authorities for all of our financial, you know, well doings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't get that to the like. They, they see this as like, dude, FTX is a representation of the bad, like the bad. All of crypto. All of crypto. Yeah. So that just shows they have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. No, or they just don't care, or they're against it in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm seeing the article that you shared. White House says prudent regulation of cryptocurrencies is needed, hinting at the situation with FTX. So you're right. They're looking at FTX as uh, implying that FTX is represent representative of everything that happens in crypto, <laughs> just like rampant fraud. From their perspective, it probably is because like this is the stuff that is taxable, right? Hmm. This is what I mean. This is what they're looking at. They're seeing Coinbase and FTX and Gemini. Yeah. They're seeing the billions of dollars of volume they're doing on like a quarterly basis. And like, dude, okay, money. Yeah. This is actually an industry that we could siphon some revenues from. So therefore, you know, let's pay attention to it. Yeah. They're not looking at all the other shit that's going on in the web free space. Because again, that's not America. That's not Western. Uh, I don't know what like uh, user base, I guess it's none of their concern. It's nothing they could really siphon from. Yeah. Yeah, I right. mean, how how does a country siphon tax revenue from like a completely decentralized Uniswap. swapping network? Yeah. yeah, or sushi or something like that. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, they can't. They cannot. <laughs> but you swap on Uniswap, and then you off you uh, off ramp it through Coinbase. Oh yeah, they're they're for that's, that's their, tax. That's their juice. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, but then they see what happened to FTX. Like, fuck, dude, we just lost like a huge portion of our juice. Yeah, they're they're probably like, not oh, only that, the biggest thing about FTX is SBF being the poster child of Congress, crypto yeah. and Congress. Yeah. So that, that I mean, it soiled the reputation of crypto outright. Yeah. So there's that. <sighs> it's, it's messy across the board. We already knew this yeah. all along. United States position, SEC. I mean, again, yeah, I think these things are obviously coming. Uh, so this is one thing to look out for, I guess, right? That could yeah. potentially have a bigger rippling effect across the whole system of the Web3 space. I mean, it could slow things down even more. We know on the institutional side, right? We keep saying over and over again, institutional money's coming, institutional money's coming. Well, if the SEC makes this position, it's not coming anytime soon, hmm. right? So all these predictions, the moon math charts we like to show, <laughs> this could potentially fuck all that up, right? Yeah. If all of a sudden institutional grade money has to wait on the sidelines until these securities impositions are met. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's angles to it though, because when regulation comes as it, as we're seeing it coming, it, 
it, it's yeah. going. To, I think it's going to start with Bitcoin first. I think it's going to be clear that Bitcoin <laughs> is a commodity and it's investable from an institutional hmm. level. Okay. And once that happens, that's the true. Billions of dollars of volume that happens in like the institute, the um, the regulated space, yeah. now can be funneled into something like Bitcoin that's ETFs, yeah. futures, everything that's regulated today. Bitcoin. That's a good point. Yeah, it really does all. It starts uh, there, and then then it trickles down to everything else, which is yeah. far more complicated because Bitcoin is the simplest cryptocurrency out there. Yeah, as long as Bitcoin has the reins of freedom <laughs> to kind of like continue to operate as yeah. as no as as it does, and we don't have to wait around for a whole new like frameworks, gov governmental frameworks to be established in order for uh, institutional grade yeah. involvement. Yeah, you're right. That could prop up the whole market. That again, the the yeah. You know, the SEC and other bodies will have to spend years to figure out how to, you know, crack down on these uh, yeah. utility being a, a negative, uh, any kind of like marketing speech, you know, speech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things like this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like there's <laughs> like got to be some that's, guideline. But that's been happening. You yeah. Know? Like that's, that sounds like business as usual. All the other thousands of cryptos, they've all like sold a token to a certain extent. Yeah. And the SEC has had like a trickle, trickling presence throughout these whole times. Like the last five years, you know, they just pop their heads up, make their presence known. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. Like you said, because out of that strategy of fear. Yeah. Right. Like, and then I think their 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 wrist slapping is starting to get a little more intense. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but but the yeah. wrist slapping is like from the perspective of the United States, though, because we talked about EOS, they got their little slap on the wrist. It was like 20, I remember, yeah, 25, 24 million slap on the wrist after a $4 billion ICO. <laughs> yeah. I was like, unbelievable. Like, I man, I remember when the ICO was happening, I was like, man, I, I guess I could, I could buy some EOS tokens because yeah. the ICO happened over an entire year and you could yeah. buy unlocked tokens, you know, per day. So EOS should be like a case study for like how to for market sure. your project because apparently they didn't use any of the wrong keywords yeah they spent a year a year selling their tokens yes and they said nothing within that year <laughs> to trigger the secs like hey man you guys clearly were selling something that uh you know well i mean okay i guess the violation that eos did was they sold tokens to americans they yeah. didn't they didn't have any um kyc or anything like that mm. i think that was a violation yeah, that's why their slap was so small in comparison to like BlockFi lending. Yeah, they got a hundred million dollar hit from the SEC for what? For mm -hmm. doing lending. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if Jesus. I have it here. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, BlockFi today just filed their bankruptcy. I guess so. Another one of these uh, systemic trickle events. Here it is. So this was when's the date here? February twenty twenty two. It says BlockFi agrees to pay $100 million in penalties and pursue registration of its crypto lending product. Oof. And so, like you said, what is it? How many months is that? Eight months later? Yeah. Nine months later, they file for bankruptcy. <coughs> After paying $100 million in penalties. Yeah. That's a big chunk, dude. I mean, obviously, they're connected, right? You don't just pay $100 million and then nine months later, you go bankrupt as a... As a complete coincidence. No, but this is something kind of like you, uh, you would expect this kind of outcome, I guess, from somebody who the SEC thinks violated something of significance. You know, you would expect this kind of outcome, you know, a penalty, a fee so severe. 
Yeah, I mean, and again, like sends fear out to other, you know, yeah, entities in the space. It's like, don't do this, or else suffer the same fate. Yeah, consequence, right? You're basically being marked as a bad actor by the United States, and you're gonna get hit, you know, to the point where you sh- you're Dunskis. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And it sure. definitely came at a horrible time. February, ever since then, the market's been doing nothing but crash, crash, crash. So, yeah. yeah. That means lending is going down, down, down. So, I mean, they just, bad timing. Yeah. You know, that factors in too. Yeah. Making less revenue as a result of this. <laughs> yeah. Crypto's crashing. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> it's a nightmare. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so what's the other big thing? So, that's one. So, we have Ripple. You said we had two right or yeah we, we had two three. yeah ripple i feel like we have more than this <laughs> I, I think i think there is more but the, the yeah. main ones is like ripple i believe there's going to be two dates to be looking forward to so today is the 28th of november yeah so this will probably go out after november 30th right after november 30th so we'll you guys see. hearing this watching this comment down yeah. below let, let us, us know, know. <laughs> if you caught the news <laughs> yeah, if if there's any news, right? Because it says November 30th and December 5th could be dates that reveal a possible settlement agreement between the two disputants. So mm-hmm. that's the Ripple Labs and the the Securities and Exchange Commission. So this kind of falls in line though with like a point number 1 of just more regulatory nightmare type scenario, right? Yeah. Another landmark case like the uh, library one. Yeah. You know, cuz Everybody was saying if Ripple loses this, it's kind of everybody else has some sort of implication involved. Like, you know, it's coming. Yeah. But the other one is the the Tether one, right? So the other one is Tethers. <laughs> Which is, I mean, everybody knows Tether by now. Yeah. It's, so it's been under the uh, scared radar for for, a while. for years. Mm-hmm. Ever since I've been around. Yeah. Yeah, you never touched Tether because of the FUD. The FUD. Yeah. Some strong FUD. Yeah, legitimate FUD. <laughs> right. Yeah. This isn't fake FUD. So 82% of Tether reserves held in extremely liquid assets, according to attestation. So a total assets of $68 billion at the end of the third quarter, exceeding its total liabilities of $67 billion. Mm. So they're, they're more than collateralized, I guess. But... 82% of Tether reserves held in extremely liquid assets. Well, who's saying that? So uh, I think this is a disclosure from Tether. <laughs> okay. So that's that's the other That's thing. red flag number one. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Tether's exposure to commercial paper. So held in cash, cash equivalents, and other short-term deposits, the company disclosed. So okay. this, is, this is basically potentially like SBF saying everything's fine. Of course. Yeah. That's exactly why you shouldn't trust. Yes. Do right. not trust anything these people say. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately. That's kind of like the sentiment in the ethos now. That's why Coinbase is a comfy little cloud because you you can't trust them. They have audited disclosures, public disclosures of what they're holding yeah. and everything that they're doing on a quarterly basis. <laughs> Oh, so the comfy cloud for you is the fact that they're a public company yeah. and they have some sort of... So this is like, you know, it's like saying, you know, regulation is coming down on crypto, bad. But mm-hmm. then it's like Coinbase, completely regulated, Self, good. Self-regulated, basically, right? Well, Coinbase is not self-regulated. Well, meaning like they, they impose those regulations on themselves by going the public route. By route. going the public route, yeah. yeah. As that's, opposed that's to, a good point, yeah. yeah. As opposed to the rest of the space is going to be forced, these public... Yeah. Uh, I guess processes to uh, to establish trust. 
But yeah. nonetheless, even with all this, there's still been, you know, precedent examples of publicly traded companies that have acted fraudulent and yeah. completely fucked over tons of people. But obviously there's way more of that in the non-public space. Yeah, the unregulated space. <laughs> way more. Yeah. So it does add a layer of cloudiness. Comfy clouds. Comfy clouds. <laughs> They're just literally like <laughs> little, sh- sh- you know, what are those clouds? Like stratas? Uh, you know, cumulus? Like, no, cumulus is the good ones. Those are the big puffy ones. Right. Those are the ones you're talking about, right? Well, and the crypto, there's the, the stratus. So like all thin. All thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Almost transparent. <laughs> you're like, you step a foot on them, you could drop yeah. it any time. Right. That's right. what crypto cloud life looks like. Yeah. You know, but we want the cumulonimbuses, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're seeking out here in the public world. Right. Um, so they disclosed <laughs> this. And, um, and and so I think I remember reading somewhere that in, in like February or something, there's going to actually be an audited audited financials for Tether. <laughs> Which we've been waiting for for years. Yeah, there's another article. I think I might have it. Yeah. Oh, there's there's this one too. Tether's former auditor fined $1 million by the SEC for sloppy accounting. So this was in September of this year, 2022. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I mean, a bunch of red flags. So that means like the SEC was looking into their books to try and find something, right? Like maybe like a... Yeah, you know what's weird is that the former auditor... So this is an independent auditor, right? Tether's former auditor, or maybe they hired this auditor. Maybe he was accounting something else and like he was... I don't know. Yeah, this... (laughs) It Nonetheless, says, the guy who's been fined a million for sloppy accounting so accused, has some sort of uh, association with Tether, right? Yeah, accused for serial, serial <laughs> violations of federal securities laws. Oh, my God. Improper professional conduct. What was he doing, dude? Like jacking it like in the office or something? Here, here's why this is what a big deal, fuck, right? Dude. Here's, here's why. Because if you look at CoinGecko, top three crypto... <laughs> Holy shit. 65 billion. I didn't even know Tether was number three. I thought there were like six or something like no that. No way, dude. Holy shit. So if this is like. See, this one actually, like, I just felt my heart rate go up. <laughs> <laughs> like, my blood pressure is rising. This one actually scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, if this goes down, it, 65 billion goes down with it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not only that, I mean, every every crypto goes down, right? I mean, every crypto, every project, probably every DAO, everything that touches Web3 probably has some sort of exposure in their treasuries. Oh, Tether. Yeah. Like, Tether's just not something that, I don't know, just too risky. Like, there's too many red Apparently flags. not, dude. 65 billion, dude. Because I go back to SBF and, like, FTX, and there's there's been plenty of people calling out, like, the red flags before mm. everything went down. But yeah, but Tether's one like this has been a in a concern for years. Yeah. You know, and so let's say they're let's say they're being genuine, they're eighty two percent, you know, like uh, liquid. Yeah. Let's say that, is that a problem? publicly disclosed that it is it's like 82. guess what guys? These guys are fucking honest lads all along. Yeah. You know? Tether's great. Gives <laughs> a fucking thumbs up from the SEC. Yeah. Then what? Like is that okay? is that still I mean it's not the promise they're making that every tether is a one for one. Yeah, but I don't think Backed. you could do a, a, a bank run on 82% collateralized because they could just sell whatever assets that they have and cover the other 18%. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's hmm. more than doable. Interesting, interesting. <clears throat> the problem is when you can't uh, recall, like you can't fulfill the orders. Yeah. 
And I guess we, uh, TJ asked a good prudent question here while we were talking about this off cam. He's like, dude, how does Tether, because I guess they paid fees or fines in the past or something, or yeah. millions, multi-million dollar fines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how, how does Tether make money to uh, pay this stuff, right? If it's a stable asset that they're not really supposed to generate any profit from, right? So what's their business yeah. model here? Yeah, how does Tether make money? It says Tether makes money from various fees by issuing loans to other institutions <laughs> as well as through investments. Uh, it's, that that sounds, doesn't make any sense. That sounds exactly like what FTX did yeah. with Alameda. And yeah, because <laughs> if, if I give you a dollar and you give me a Tether, that dollar shouldn't be touched. Yeah. So by issuing loans to other institutions, through how? FTX issued loans to Alameda. Yeah. And then they've propped up their uh, Alameda's investments with uh, customers' funds. Like, how is this any different? This yeah, brings up way more. It's a great like, question, I mean. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I thought of it myself. <laughs> well, go up to the uh, the third tab, the 82% again. Uh, 82%. So it says that it's 82% in extremely liquid assets, right? Which is Which crypto. Is like, it is? I thought it was like a, like a dollar is extremely li liquid, right? I so, guess I would, yeah, I would say a dollar would be. <laughs> so they could still have the other eighteen percent and like not extremely liquid, right? Yeah, maybe that's their investments. Yeah, I would think the other eighteen percent would be like so, the risky shit. So basically, they are a <laughs> fractional reserve bank, meaning you put in a dollar, we will, you will keep eighty-two percent in the bank. Yeah, the other eighteen percent is going to be used for investments. Go down a little bit more. I think it has another number there. Uh, the point oh seven. Point oh seven. So a form of short-term corporate debt with high-risk profile has fallen to just point oh seven of its holdings. Point oh seven percent, which is nothing. Very minuscule. Very minuscule. It's not even a percentage. It's like not even a tenth hmm. of a percent. Mm -hmm. uh, the United States Treasury bills now account for over fifty-eight percent of the stablecoin issuer's reserves. So. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is, okay. <clears throat> so we got Paolo, the, this, the chief technology officer of Tether, claiming $60 million to its excess reserves. Mm-hmm. I mean, this feels, feels like SPF being like, everything's cool, guys. Yeah, everything's all good. Their attestation reports were conducted by BDO Italia. Come on. An arm of the BDO Global Accounting Organization, which Tether hired to, in August to fulfill its reporting obligations. <sighs> okay. I mean, yeah, this is one of those things. We kind of either just take their word for it or we, we get some sort of proof of reserve. That's been a trend yeah. since the FTX debacle. Like, everybody's kind of running with it. We're even starting to see Web3 organizations like Phantom yeah. come out with their own like financial revelations, like just to keep people at peace. And so, you know, there's no discrepancies. Yeah. You know, we're going to maintain operations. We're not, they, Phantom even came out and like disclosed all the offerings that came to them, like from exchanges. They didn't name any by name. Like what kind of offerings? Like, what do you like, mean? Like, hey, you want to list on our exchange? Uh, give us like, you know, $10 million. Like, Holy they disclose like direct like uh how the biz how the how the industry is operating kind of shady Damn. in a sense and like they they said you know top nft marketplace you want your nfts in our marketplace 10 million dollars stuff like this what 
Yeah, look it up. Maybe that's next week's uh, podcast. We'll, we'll look into. They published a whole report on this stuff. Huh. In in conjunction to their own financial backing, so I think that's it's a cool trend that's emerging. Maybe the whole space is kind of preparing for the inevitable, like like disclosure. It's <laughs> disclosure era. Yeah, where like everybody at some point will become a public organization, even these DAOs if they want to operate. Yeah. So let's getting let's get into the. Uh, the habits, right, of, yeah, a, yeah. of a public company. Well, I wonder if that's, <clears throat> man, is that really the the path that that makes the most sense? It's like disclosing everything. I mean, in, inherently, crypto is public, right? Yeah, but at the same time, but it's it's, it's not, not clear. Yeah, like you know, de- decentralized, I guess, organization. They like to come out with the ideas of like. The community kind of like, you know, owns and operates the treasuries and stuff like that. But there's this like shadow corporate entity on the back end that actually owns (laughs) a significant portion of these ecosystems. And nobody knows what kind of financial assets they'd have. Right, right. And what their burn rates are and stuff like that. So we don't know the because, yeah, the community owns these (laughs) these treasuries. But are they actually doing anything to like make sure the long term sustainability of these ecosystems are, you know, are all met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those corporate entities on the back end that are actually fulfilling all of those obligations, right? So I think uh, transparency is a good thing in that respect, right? Can these guys who have multi-billion dollar ecosystems actually operate for a foreseeable amount of time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. I mean, their burn rate is important and how much cash reserves they have is important. <laughs> yeah. How risked or exposed they are to all these potentially systemic problems. That's important to know. Man, but I feel like that disclosure and the response from the community is going to be completely subjective. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, one of those exchanges showed that 20% of the reserves is like in Doge. <laughs> well, I, I think it was Shiba. Shiba. Or yeah, who Shiba was Inu. Oh, yeah, who was that? I think it was, uh, was it, was it OKX or KuCoin? It might've been CutCoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was KuCoin, dude. 20%. <coughs> and Shiba Inu. Crypto.com. Oh, oh shit. Oh, it was Crypto.com, crypto. dude. Okay. Yeah. That's another one I'm expecting for sure to go down. Well, just, just the nature of. Haven't they already ha- gone down? Oh, oh, no, they haven't. They haven't. It was. <laughs> Their proof of reserves are being shuffled around. <laughs> they were one of the ones being caught, like just swapping funds yeah. amongst each other, it's like, and then taking snapshots. Of, like, dude, we're fucking liquid. Yeah. Can we just assume that anybody with the stadium is, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anybody, on the chopping block? Any crypto entity on, on any like MMA fighters draws or, yeah. or like a boxer anywhere near those guys? RIP V Chain, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Definitely uh, ETH Max is uh, <laughs> on that list. Yeah, I mean, th- we get offers all the time to, like, take people's money to talk about their exchange or their crypto or whatever. It just feels disgusting. Yeah, but that's marketing. And, and it's, like, and it's projects <laughs> that we've never heard of, too. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing some of those, dude, during the... the uh, the, 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 the golden days yeah. <laughs> the market when everybody was like scamming each other left and right i guess yeah it's, it's literally every day <laughs> like we were getting hit up daily for all these offers right because yeah. we had our viewership was way up 
of course. Everything was up, yeah. including our portfolios, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it was definitely euphoric, right? Isn't it interesting? Like looking back, it's definitely didn't feel that euphoric. It felt no, kind of. It felt like okay, cool. Yeah, this is how things are yeah. supposed to be. This is normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we're in like a whole different world. It's like holy shit! I can't even imagine. Yeah. Going back to that, like sentiment wise and stuff. But anyways, yeah, dude. It's it's incredible. The amount of money was floating around and yeah. All we had to do is like say a couple of nice things about him and money See, was See, I guess that's the nasty thing is that when you take in money, you can't say anything bad. Yeah, I mean, you were getting paid to shill. Yeah. I mean, this happens across not just in crypto, like all no, of the it, planet. It does. You're right. Yeah. It's just It does feel nasty. I don't know how how people do it. I don't I just don't I, I don't know. Well, there's got to be a, a better way to, to, to do this. To monetize? To monetize like a YouTube channel. Hmm. There's got to be, dude. And maybe it's like you're just chilling uh, mattresses or, <laughs> yeah. you know, water bottles or something. I don't know. Something Something's, you know that can't, like, Yeah, you can't rug rugged. pull. Yeah. Unless, like, people found out the mattresses are made of, like. It's like dead people. As, asbestos. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck, we gave all of our cancer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way yeah i guess yeah i guess so even that requires risk. due diligence yeah just make sure the products you're shilling aren't like yeah full of lead yeah and there's so <laughs> many people who don't do any due diligence oh none i'm talking none yeah like ftx they were giving youtubers like 50 grand a month including bitboy bitboy got yeah. paid like a million dollars or something like that from ftx and he's now he's out there in the bahamas like yeah. <laughs> chasing down sbf as if he wasn't like getting yeah. you know well you know you know the amount of research that went into floyd mayweather mayweather looking into ethereum max <laughs> yeah you know it, you know what it was and it was zero it was literally like probably like a an, a, an ap watch like yeah and in like a briefcase filled with like maybe a million or two yeah but it's you like, know what? I feel like Floyd Mayweather, he's not vetting all the, like the deals that are coming. It's his team. It's like yeah. his team comes to him and say, Floyd, all you got to do is say these words. Here's your line. Just say it. Look in the camera. Just say it. And then you're done for today. So that's what happened to Brady too then. Yeah. I feel like. It's like, dude, you just got to do a few commercials a year. Yeah. You know, drive around in like an FTX Lambo once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Dude, the commercials were good too. They're good commercials. Well, yeah, dude. And all that money. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking billions. <laughs> yeah. They're not bad. And they're convincing, man. Yeah, it makes you feel like, dude, this is something you could trust. You know, yeah, if you produce I, a commercial like this. Yeah. I have a hard time <laughs> believing that, you know, Floyd Mayweather's looking at his tablet or Tom Brady's like reading up on <laughs> FTX and I don't Eve even think Max Floyd Mayweather like, can read. To <laughs> 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 so he's definitely not doing that. Yeah, I, I yeah, like I said, I'm saying there's no way they're like have conviction in any of this stuff. So yeah, I can't really blame them for thinking, you know, for taking their money. But I mean, their, well, their business, they got people to support. Yeah. And then they were newly exposed, I guess, during this cycle, most recent cycle to the whole idea of NFTs and crypto. And yeah. everybody was loving this stuff. So, I mean, it's easy to convince somebody like, you know, yeah. do get in on this. Well, yeah. that answers your question. Well, you said you don't know how people can do it. And that's that's how they do it. Well, I guess you got to get so big where other people make decisions for you and then they you get fucked. Yeah, fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's the takeaway, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get fucked no matter what, dude. There's just so much fucking out there. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So the SEC's coming, dude. Uh, that's one. Oh, I, I guess what we didn't talk about is like what, uh, what, what the United States is going to do as far as like not getting left behind. We didn't get too deep into that. We did talk about it, but we didn't get too deep into it. 
What do you mean? Because I'm, in my opinion, I think the United States is not dumb, and I think they're going to figure out a way to maintain a crypto power. Mm. They're definitely not dumb. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, maintain a crypto power? Yeah, maintain <clears throat> some crypto re- re- relevance. I mean, well, I, th- I, yeah. I don't I- think... The United States is like, you know, set in their ways to where they're just not going to participate in crypto. Well, at the way I understand the United States and having observed this country for most of my life, it's we're a very reactionary type government body, right? We don't preemptively do anything. Yeah. You know, there's so many looming problems and threats on the horizon. It's from a planetary perspective, the United States government does very little to kind of like counteract. Yeah. Usually, if, like these things hit the fan, then the government reacts with some sort of policy yeah. agenda. Yeah. Right. So this this is a similar thing. There's a lot of things looming on the horizon, a financial transition phase, a whole new paradigm. Yeah. And there's other countries out there, much more readily adopting and like falling yeah. in line. Sure. Sure. So once that happens, then it becomes a competition, and then the, the United States will react. And guess what? They have the power and the position to kind of like cuck everybody else like as quick as possible because we're the u.s that's what we do we cut the world <laughs> once so so what you're saying is once they realize that let's say for for now yeah. bitcoin is extremely valuable because china's scooping china, it up yeah right russia scooping it up yeah they're like oh shit let me just buy up as much as 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 i possibly can the united states yeah and they're gonna try to hold as much power in terms of how yeah. much bitcoin each country is holding that's the only way to do it and that's the only like bull scenario to get Bitcoin into that multi-million dollar, yeah, you know, projection. Yeah, man. 10, if, 15, 20 years down the line. If, if there's know? like a buying race, a buying battle between the countries on Bitcoin, it's going to be hard to sell a Bitcoin, sell your own Bitcoin, even for a million dollars, just because it's no. perceptively more valuable than the million dollars that you would get. Why would you? Yeah, you don't do that. You yeah. hold your, your hard assets, you know, I mean, yeah. unless like a rainy day comes yeah. and you got to liquidate. But Bitcoin already is incredibly, and it'll be even more illiquid at that point, I guess. Like, yeah. So you don't sell your Bitcoin. You're right, and that's that's gonna push it even more. That that bull case scenario where we're we're talking yeah. million dollar Bitcoin, right? Like nobody's selling their bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like people very infrequently sell their land on this planet. People buy land and pass it down from generation to generation. You know. That's true. I mean, because you just don't sell it. You could take loans and you can collateralize it. You know, there's a whole financial yeah. system yeah, yeah, yeah. to where you could still leverage these hard assets, right? So Bitcoin will become one of those at some point. But yeah, well, we'll wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's uh, it's not looking too good. <laughs> 16K, dude. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. If you're in the United States, now is the time to buy, right? That's the, another, Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Why aren't they buying yet, dude? Well... Like I said, we're, we're waiting for uh, the reaction. Yeah, the reaction, yeah, yeah. and regulation to mm-hmm. some extent. All right, guys, that's been the podcast. Um, let us know if you disagree or agree with anything that we said today in the YouTube channel below. And make sure you subscribe. We're getting closer to the 10K. You follow us on Twitter at the Runner, at Metazone.io, and at Roby AI. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.